another episode of the Bangra Podcast. Today, Sid will be interviewing Isha Nani, the co-directors of Bangra and the Berg. Today's featured mix is the official Bangra and the Berg mixtape by Dr. Streamix, Bained, and featuring first-class beats. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Bangra Podcast. I'm here with director, two of the directors of Bangra and the Berg 11. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Nandini. I am one of the co-directors of Bangra and the Berg this year. I'm a junior business stats major and uh, yeah, it's my third year working with the board. Yeah, what was your position last year? Oh, I was an operations and logistics chair <laughs> last year. Uh, and my name is Aisha. I'm also a co-director. Um, I'm a junior information systems major at Carnegie Mellon, um, and I was a liaison chair last year and a liaison freshman year. So, Bung and the Berg has a special place in my own heart because I've been. I'm from Pittsburgh. I've been going to the competitions since it's. I've been to every single one, and it's been great. Uh, Having Bunger in Pittsburgh, just you know, as a Bunger dancer, being able to have a competition in your hometown, like I know I've talked to folks around the around the circuit that have said, you know, I wish that you know uh, there was a competition in my own city, and or I wish I could dance like in front of my own friends and family, and it's always been an honor to do that. So I appreciate the effort that you guys have always put in. So if you guys want to talk about uh, uh, the charity that you guys are with, or, or I don't even know what's with. I don't know what the right word is, yeah, but supporting, supporting, yeah. <laughs> and you guys are donating too. If you guys want to talk about, I know you guys went and went to the hospital mm-hmm. and you got the experience. And so, if you guys want to, you know, go ahead and talk about it. Sure. Sure. So, our charity this year is the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation, and we are specifically our proceeds are going to go to developing their creative and expressive arts therapy program. So, basically, what that is is that they use arts therapy or music therapy to help patients cope with trauma, especially children. And they have like over 300 inpatients and only four people currently helping run the program. And the work that they do is incredibly amazing, but they really need to expand. They need more room to help their patients out. And we we hope to donate you know, as much as we can this year to them. Um, so we want to make sure our show is extremely successful so that we can make that difference. And about two weeks ago, we went on a hospital tour and it was incredibly amazing to see the work that they do. And it made it even more of a tangible goal for us to meet because we want to see that program grow and make even more differences in children's lives who are already going through things that they can't control. So even to make a small little difference to improve their lives even a little bit is is just amazing. Yeah, and even seeing the impact it made on board, uh, they could really relate to the kids and see what they're going through and the people that are helping them. It made us feel like we're part of this like project with them, and we hope to relay that to the audience, even just in a small way. Can you can you guys talk like about what you saw? Like, uh, kind of explain the process. Yeah. Like, art, like uh, helping inpatients through arts and music. Like, can you like you know that, that sounds like a lot. Sure. But it sounds really cool. So can, Definitely. can you paint a picture of like how, how they go about it? Definitely. So when we went there, we actually talked to one of the music uh, therapists and one of the art therapists. And they showed us videos and pictures of them working with, you know, each a respective kid. So, for example, one of them. So there was a girl who is being fed through the tube. And then finally, after all of that, she needs to eat 
with her mouth, but she just wasn't doing it. And that's the last step she needs to get released. So this girl, uh, the, the music a therapist had already built a really good relationship with this girl by using music, just making up songs, just making this girl smile. And at the end of the day, the only thing that worked to get her to start eating was just music, singing random songs that would help her just loosen up and distract her mind from focusing on just what's going on around her and just focusing on eating and finally making sure that she's better. And then arts therapy, there was um, a boy who had a specific syndrome that just caught, like he was just in consistent pain and he was pressing that, you know, the pain button about 50 to 60 times in an hour. And this lady would go and, and he, this is a middle school kid. So he was at first, he was like macho, like didn't want to do all the little arts projects, but it's a distraction. And soon he got into it and he started, uh, making, you know, things, with this lady and that came down to two to three times an hour pressing the pain medication button that's so that is amazing. that's an incredible difference that these uh people make they spend over 10 hours a day in the hospital we work eight hours and we're exhausted yeah. and they're spending 10 hours a day working with children and not a single time do they complain they smile so much when they talk about the work that they do they have not a single complaint they just want to make it better and they are in like small, small, like closet size space. Like we, they really could benefit from this expansion. And I still remember the boy, they had a work uh, that the boy did and he was just drawing. And for the first time he just wrote something with a crayon and it just said happy. And, and they asked him why. And he was like, I just, you know, that's just what he was feeling at that moment was just happy. And that's an incredible difference to make in somebody's life. And we, um, we didn't specifically interact with any children, but they were, you know, doing their own thing. And to see them in that environment that they were placed into not by their own choice. Um, and yet there were all these different activities that the hospital is doing and creating certain scenarios for them to even have a little bit of happiness is amazing. And uh, that's at the end of the day, we want to help contribute to that happiness even a little bit. That's dope. I have a... I told you guys this already. I have a handicapped brother, and I definitely see, you know, he he's 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 severely handicapped. He can't do anything for himself. So like, I see what music, you know, and and I'll just uh, he just, he can't do anything artistically, obviously. But like, I see what music does to him. So I I completely get it. And I can I can personally relate. So I think that is absolutely amazing. Um, so pivoting off of that, <clears throat> want to talk to you guys about sustainability. Barnabas has been in a competition for 11 years now. And that is amazing. We, we don't see a lot of competitions that come up, make it past, you know, you know, two, three years sometimes. And so what in your guys' eyes, <clears throat> you guys have taken the reins in what, what from the, uh, from an external viewpoint would be, you guys just came into a well-oiled machine, right? And the past couple of years, it's already been, you know, running for a long time. So what in your guys' eyes has made the competition so sustainable? Um, so to start off, uh, one of the things that I think that, and obviously I think when we start off as a board, like people are never perfect. I mean, we're still not perfect. We're learning from past year's mistakes or pa the past past year's mistakes. And we make our own mistakes that we hope we can pass on to hopefully future Bergs. So one thing that they started, I think 
I would say that it was pretty consistent starting maybe like seven or eight is we had like a Google Drive. So when we obviously have a full board turnover that occurs. And when this happens, you need all the information from the past year to continue on to this year. And that goes with finances. That goes with uh, knowing you know, when to order what items, what PR items, when to order that, what are the deadlines that we should know, what what can we make better and what do we build on top of. And having this, um, setting up meetings in the beginning of the year, I think that that's like one of the major things that has kept it going. Like having that communication lines between past year's board and this year's board is what really helps everybody on board feel confident because they think, okay, we have someone to fall back on for advice. Somebody who's already done this, who's been there, done that. I think that that's one thing that has kept it going. Um, another thing that I think really helps uh, Nandini and I as like, co-directors is uh, we have a really good relationship with last year's co-directors. We go to them for advice, like things that we didn't get to see behind the scenes that they experienced. Um, and also like specifics are good, like last year's liaison chairs will meet with this year's liaison chairs. But also we have, we kind of do like a synopsis of like everything that was last year. What went well, what didn't go well, and how can we change it? And we try and adapt the things that went well and specifically target the things that didn't go well and make like active efforts to change that. Um, yeah. And, and to add on, I think that not just previous year's boards, but to be honest, like knowing like Pongar teams locally and like what advice they can provide us because they've actually, you know, gone through the process of the competition because we, we run the back end, but that doesn't mean we know what goes on in the front end. What like being co-directors uh, or being an operations chair or liaison chair last year doesn't mean that I know what's going on at another part of the competition like I there's only so much that I can keep my eyes on after a while I don't know what's going on backstage or I don't know what's going on in a dressing room and I think it's important that we get teams feedbacks just so that that's something that we take into consideration when we look at it because at the end of the day the point is we want to create as best of an environment as possible like that's what helps it continue that's what helps people come back is what their experience is like. Yeah, and then I know we oftentimes like look back on like BIB nine and 10 because we were here for that. But um, so like my sister was co-chair for BIB six. And so I've been talking to her a little bit been getting being able to get her experiences even just like little things. So I feel like it's also nice to get like the BIB like five, six, seven experience also. So we can like reflect on that and see what went well. Who, who was co-directors with her? Uh, it was uh, Sheetal, Sonam, and I don't remember. Uh, Gotham. Oh man, because I, I remember I, our, we I communicated most with Sheetal. Yeah. So I remember her. So when I saw your name come up in in your face, I was like, "Is that her little sister?" Yeah, like, yeah, what? she's coming to the show. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been hearing the, about, I used to call it Bib to like make bib. Madden in school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we played a little prank on on the uh, on the group me last year, and and we I feel like we got in trouble for this. Which group me? In the captain's group me, we we took a picture of one of our guys, and we or we took a picture of a baby, with a with like a big bib oh, on it. Funny. Yeah. And then we put his face on the baby's <laughs> face, so it's just him as a baby, but like but who's with, uh, who's face? It was Thagis. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we just put like the BIBX on the bib and just posted it, posted it in the group me and just Piyush messaged me. I was just like, what, what is this? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> was the beard on the baby? The beard was on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lot. 
Yeah. Because it was just like bib captains. So we're like bib. And yeah, so like right, Umer right. just like kind of went crazy That's and funny. took that X, <laughs> put it on the bib, put, put they just his face on the baby. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Um, what uh, When it comes to sustaining the competition and, and being able to donate to the charities, one thing that you guys have done, you know, uh, very well in my eyes is being able to acquire sponsorships. As I told you guys before, you know, I've seen you guys get vitamin water and Fuse, uh, Quiznos and Chipotle at the same time would be providing lunch. Yeah. Like you guys have done an excellent job of, uh, of going out and acquiring, acquiring sponsorships. So like what, what about that process do you guys believe is like the key to doing that? Because competitions out there, I think a big reason that they don't make it past a couple of years is just financially they can't sustain mm -hmm. it. Right. And that has to do with raising money and getting sponsorships. Right. And it is a two way street. Like sponsors need to be able to see the ROI. Right. So what 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 do you guys do to, uh, you know, bring in the sponsors and then deliver on the ROI? I can go like broad and go specific. OK. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that she, she's like uh, head of sponsorship. So like she knows like all the specifics. But so, yeah, it's like one thing that we do that I feel like has worked consistently for us is we'll have um, we'll have like two sponsorship chairs. And for the most part, they'll split like internal and external. So CMU supports us a lot. Uh, so it's like internal like departments within CMU, so like our business, so like not only does the like CMU as like the school give us money, but then we reach in, into departments and get money. And then um, external, like you can talk about myself. Right, so with sponsorship, I think the first thing is um, starting early because companies just, they just don't always are, are there, they've got, they've got many other things to do than to find a, like a little organization in a, some schools, uh, th that's just not where their mind is at. Uh, a huge aspect is the charity aspect. A lot of these companies really like the idea of being tax exempt, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, uh, one important thing is whatever your organization is, make sure you have all your ducks in order because when they want a form or when they want the contract, be ready to go and show them initiative because that's what they want. They want to work with people that, that they know is on top of uh, providing them what exactly what they want. But yeah, start early and create a sponsorship packet. Have a plan. Have different levels because not everybody's going to want to donate at a certain level or whatever um, and have things that actually make a difference. And I think what is really important beyond all this is to have a real conversation with people. You want to get them on the line. This is one of those things that's like either you get it or you miss it. But when you get it, you want to make that conversation count because A, you touch up on the charity aspect. B, uh, if you have a charity aspect, B, you touch up on what demographics can they reach out to. So when we reach out to a company, we think about, okay, like in what way does this company benefit from being PR'd at our competition? And what exactly do they get? So we, you know, we have to really like think of the scenario where like, okay, like we've got a lot of Indian people coming, so they're gonna wanna really know about your, you know, company and your food, or we've got a lot of kids coming. So if you have a very techie startup website, like, you know, we wanna cater to you because you're gonna get these people knowing about your company. And obviously like team shirts have all the sponsorship logos on the back and that just, it kind of carries along and you start seeing it. At the end of the day, it's a certain sense of recognition that you gain, um, which you really need to cater to it. So when we have uh, these, you know, our sponsorship chairs, I think the biggest thing is just training them to really know about the organization and pitch it in a way that it's catered to whatever company or whatever, even academic department that we're reaching out to. If you're reaching out to a arts department, 
there's a reason because you want the whole arts thing to cross over like the language department it's because we're a cultural organization so we're really trying to make sure that we pick out the aspects of our organization that would make a difference to these companies and departments for you guys uh what what methods in terms of selling tickets beyond uh, the standard that we know about of promoting through social media, making the entire committee have a cover photo and, yeah. you know, make make the committee, every single person on the committee sell 10 tickets. Like, outside of these basic ideas, what kind of things, uh, what kind of ideas could you share uh, with, you know, other competitions of, like, how you guys go about, you know, going about going and getting more ticket sales? Sure, yeah. So, um, so you talked about like whatever, like board outreach. Um, tabling is a huge thing. So obviously we do like CMU tabling. We reach out to pit, do pit tabling. Um, some big things that we... What, what exactly is tabling? Ta oh, okay, uh, sure. Uh, so tabling is just basically you have a table in like a well-populated area and targeting students, sell, playing like hype bunger music and getting them interested in the show basically and um, drawing them in and getting their friends and to like buy tickets. Um, another big thing just in terms of tabling is like doing group order group ordering tickets so they can like get discounts so they're more likely to buy it if it's like one or two dollars cheaper. Um, so yeah obviously we, we hit like Pitt and um, CMU. Um, other things that, that we did last year which we want to transfer to this year as well is we went to the Gurdwara uh, once or twice um, and in general like People are really, really supportive and having physical tickets and actually just selling them tickets and T-shirts like they were really, really willing. Like the kids love to like have the stickers and stuff. So PR there and then also selling tickets there. Uh, and one thing that we did last year and we also did this year, um, there's something called like Pick 5K. It's like the Indian uh, Pittsburgh community um, they just have like a 5k and so we went over there we got to PR we didn't get to sell tickets because uh, it was like earlier on but we got to talk to these families and they were all so excited they marked it in their calendars and they're coming to the show like they're really excited and we have their d-list so like they'll be buying tickets uh, so reaching out to not just uh, college students because I they'll come it's reaching out to the like Pittsburgh community and like there's other ways that we're always looking to improve uh, there right um, just, yeah, nothing really more to add on to that, but that sometimes it's the material that we bring out, like our merchandise that yeah. draw people in our, our shot glasses are quite a hit, yeah. uh, pretty much every time. <laughs> um, but just something that draws them in, uh, to check it out. And, um, yeah, something that we've, we've been trying to do, I think over the last two years, like last year's when we thought of this initiative is actually reaching out into the Indian community here. And it's always like a work in progress because we're starting trying to figure out different avenues to reach out. Like last year was the first year Pick 5K came about. Um, yeah, and then going to the temple and Gurdwara and obviously figuring out all these different associations uh, because there's different groups and trying to reach out to them because at the end of the day I think Indian families love supporting they things love like it. this and they love CMU they like love CMU yeah yeah, yeah. and that they love to know um, that there's college students running this and then and then of course there comes the slew of questions yeah. about you know yeah. education and college yeah. and will whatnot my <laughs> will my kid get in but yeah. that's Again, that's a way you make the connection, and I think that that's what helps grow our competition and definitely something we're focusing on this year as PR. So next we're going to talk about uh, team hospitality and how Barn on the Berg got in such an incredible lineup. But first, a quick message from one of our sponsors. Double O Threads is a leading provider of customized apparel. 
having served over 100 dance competitions and teams since its inception. Double O Threads ensures an easy ordering process and seamless delivery of everything ranging from t-shirts to snapbacks. Mention the Bangra podcast while ordering and Double O Threads will provide a discounted rate. Visit Double O Threads, that's the word double, the letter O, threads.com for more information. And now back to the Bangra podcast. So one thing that you guys do with hospitality is you guys put some effort into creating a nice team basket and, and go all out with the hotel rooms and stuff like that. So what kind of things have teams liked in the past that you guys could like pass on to other board members around the, around the country and around the world that like teams really appreciate that, hey, like I really like that you put that in the team basket or something extra that you guys did hospitality wise that. Yeah. Uh, So last year, uh, so what we usually will put in is like an assortment of like food, um, stuff to like just get you through the day, Um, like little stuff, hopefully that like makes you think that we're thinking of you guys like Bengay or like bobby pins. Those are like more basic. Um, And then we'll put like shot glasses. I feel like you guys can all use that for the after party. (laughs) Um, And then obviously like the standard like t-shirt. Last year we did uh, mason jars with the uh, with the stickers. Yeah, that was that was really fun. Uh, Another thing about just like brainstorming is like a lot of the people um, on board, whether it's like Bunger, Ross, or Fusion, have experience going to competitions. So being able to think about like what have we gotten and like. I'm sure like p- people would like that as well. Another thing I feel like that goes a long way is like personalized things. So um, things that are like specific to like the BIB logo and like the team's logo. And I feel like that like puts a little more effort. Um, just not like, like we're thinking of you guys and we want your experience to be good. Yeah, I remember back in the day, <clears throat> there's a competition called Barnard Idols. They, they were around for a long time. They got personalized water bottles like not like not like one of those over there i'm talking like they got mass produced those just simple like aquafina looking water bottles that you buy at costco mm-hmm. they got a a a, a Barna idols label with with dancers names on them yeah. <laughs> i was like dang like that was nuts yeah, yeah it's, i don't know how they did it i don't know how it's but that would be like, yeah. it, it, at least, you know, for me as a viewer, I never went to the competition ever because it was in Vancouver and we never went. And, but just seeing the pictures of that was like, yeah. wow, like that's really cool like you some, know, that, that they went out of the way to do that. Yeah. Something that like, I feel like I aspire to like, so Ross, uh, like all stars is like the like collegiate, like nationals, uh, for Ross competitions. And they always give us personalized stuff. Like two years ago, we got Dandias with our names engraved in them. That's um, really cool. And yeah, and like uh, last year we got like picture frames with our specific like picture and our like in the picture frame, our name and our team and like the RAS like logo was engraved. So, like they have a mad amount of sponsor and they'll have like a specific engraving. Like they have a specific sponsor just to do the engravings for personalized things. So that's like always like something that we aspire to. They'll like have like personalized blankets and stuff. Um, but yeah, they do a really good job of sponsorship. So it's like something to aspire to. So uh, probably the juiciest part of the conversation that we're going to get to. <laughs> yeah. We're super, super excited. <laughs> so, uh, you know, from my perspective, I've talked to a few people already. Um, it lo- it's it's going to be insane. <laughs> and you're looking at a lineup that uh, within the past, I want to say, 18 months, every single team on this on this lineup has t- has brought home a first place trophy. 
um, which is also insane. I don't know if there's ever been a competition that has had that level. Like <clears throat> Elite Eight and, and World's Best have always boasted amazing lineups. Bruins have always boasted amazing lineups. Uh, but like we're talking like eight teams deep. That's insane, right? Yeah. Like the max, I feel like the max I've ever seen is like five or six. That like Garrett, like you could be like, okay, any of these teams, but now we have eight teams, any team can place, which is insane. No, no, like threshold, like we don't know. We don't know. (laughs) And we're excited to find out. I know. What, um, Berg in the past has had a, has has always been a setting where, you know, back in like Berg, Berg one, two, and three has always been like blowout round one, right? A lot of like, oh, sometimes only college teams uh, would come and it would be, you know, the blowout round one, and then it would be this, because sometimes blowout would have the exact same lineup as right. Berg uh, whenever it would, when it would come around in the, in the spring. So Berg used to be hinged in as a, as, mo, as more so of a co-ed competition. And then years started going by, we started competing with FCB. Um, independent teams started coming in, TAG came, uh, SMD has come, Nasty <clears throat> uh, Juani came, AEG has come, like, there, but, you know, this is the first time we're seeing two college teams, right? And, you know, uh, I, it, you know, from my own perspective, I've talked to guys uh, on other teams in the past and, and they were uh, opposed to applying because they have, apl- you know, teams have applied and didn't get in even though they thought they were, you know, they probably were better, but they didn't get in because of, you know, a co-ed team got in, right? So we're talking about balance of lineup and all this stuff. So, take, you know, take us through like what, you know, because I know that there was a BTF post Back on June 24th, over the summer, Instigation Jut, whoever you are out there, good good job. <laughs> you posted something that, you know, Berg should have a best all-guys team match. And, you know, I'm not here to, to put down what, you know, because UNC beat us last year. You know, Cal went in one blowout, Royal Queens, you know, before the whole Rhino Barner fiasco, whatever happened out there, I don't know. We're not going to get into it. You know, they beat a lot of teams out there. So... What 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 pushed you guys towards uh, you know a lineup that is it is what it is is you know we have we're looking at five all guys teams and in the past all guys teams have applied and then they wouldn't get in and so like they're like you know what like we're not going to apply we'd rather go to Boston or something like you know what and, and before the lineup came out like you know me personally just knowing folks around the circuit like we've heard that you know NSG was going to apply Fatilo was going to apply um, AEG was going to apply, but, you know, in our heads, we didn't think that Berg was going to boast a lineup of five all-guys teams. We're like, someone's going to get denied, and that's going to suck. Like, that's that, like that's literally what we were saying. Like, someone's going to get denied, it, and that's just going to suck, right? Because, you know, they, they should definitely, you know, deserve to be in the lineup. But the understanding of, you know, having a balanced lineup of, of girls' teams, co-ed teams, you know, and whatnot. So what made you guys pick this lineup? Like, what did it come down to? Right. So... We we did a lot of thinking. It came down to a certain point where it was about the balance, where it came down to, it, it, it was a very pivotal moment that we can like clearly recall where it was like, if we add, the, if we go this way, then we would kind of move towards our balance of, you know, having co-ed teams and having collegiate and independent team balance. But I feel like we just kept coming back to the, A, the audition video, uh, audition tape that was sent in and B, what can they bring to Berg? We were really looking at what they can bring to Berg because at the end of the day, we wanted, 
I think we both really wanted all eight teams to bring fire to stage. Like yeah. when we were thinking about it, we were like, we want all teams to like yeah. light the stage on fire. No one we didn't want should, that bottom. We didn't want a bottom. Like we just didn't want the bottom. We were like, we don't want one person to fall to the bottom. We want it to be that it's such an insane competition. Like we like we really wanted it to be about the talent and we wanted it to be about like what can they bring. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when we pushed that like final thought, we were like, all right, we, we tell them to send in audition tapes. Let's take it fully and like let's look at this audition tape and think, all right, what can they bring to work? Can they bring what we want? And we wanted like, I think we kept bringing up the word fire like five yeah, times in our conversation. We sat there, we're like, they can fire, bring fire, fire to the stage. They can they can set the stage on fire. Like this hype, is the, where hype, the, the hype was there. Too, yeah, yeah I mean, it was but, just all about like creating yeah. hype. And I think that... At the end of the day, we wanted that energy yeah. on this and stage. Something else, like, whatever Nancy says exactly, but, like, something else that we struggle with is if we bring, I don't know, like, collegiate teams that are closer that can drive, like, will they bring more people? So we also struggled with maybe, like, um, like selling... Locality. Locality and, like, selling tickets to the show also, or, like, maybe more of a hype team that's might have to fly in, won't bring as many people. That's something, but, like... That, that we struggled with, but I think at the end of the day, like, we didn't want that low. We wanted every single team to, like, to kill it and no one know who could take yeah. it home. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I don't mean to ruffle any feathers mm -hmm. with the next question, right? So, what, you, you look at the name power, right? And, and, a, and a complaint from the younger teams is not getting an opportunity, mm -hmm. right? What would they... Because again, you guys, what what I appreciate, right, in the, in the whole process is that you you keep going back to okay, this is their video, and and like you know, it, it is what it is. It's a display of what the only display that you guys have of what might come, yeah. right? So another complaint is co-ed like from the younger co-ed teams is like, well, how do you how do you outdo an all guys team? I am a believer that you know you could you can do. You can do anything. You can watch the, the, the most recent competition that happened in the UK. Uh, the third place team could have won, in my opinion. They were a co-ed team. And, the, uh, and, you know, you look at this line, there's only two co-ed teams and five all-guys teams. So, like, what could they have done differently or better based on what you guys watch? Don't, you don't need to give out any names yeah. or anything like that. But, you know, speaking directly to, like, some of these teams that, that didn't get in or might look at this and get discouraged, like, what do they need to do? Because, like... In my own opinion, like I remember coming from a time when I never got into any, like my teams never got into competitions when we first started, right? Like we would apply everywhere and we weren't, we weren't very good, right? And we, and rightfully so, we didn't get in, but you know, I don't like to use the word discouraged. It, we just wanted to figure out what we, what we needed to do to work harder and figure it out to get in, right? So what, what was the difference between some of these teams and the teams that you guys selected? Yeah. Um, so I'll be perfectly honest, like I have not, like I'm not a hunger person, right? So when I was watching this video, I'm looking for something that keeps me watching. Like what makes me want to keep watching? What, what, like there should be never a point where my eyes are just like off the screen. I'm like, all right. So, and then like, I should always be captivated. So keeping it dynamic, that's just something that I kept taking notes on is how dynamic was was their little piece like how how much did they keep the eyes moving how much did people move around formations whether that be moves things that throw you off like sometimes it's like oh wait I didn't expect that to happen or sometimes it's just like they suddenly break into something else and you're like okay wow like you're constantly kept on your toes and I think that that's what we were looking for and I really don't think like I think the two co-ed teams on there 
on our list, like deserve to be on there. And I think that if they can do it, then any co-ed team out there shouldn't feel discouraged because they're on there for a reason. And it's because they provided us something that we were like, holy crap, like we can't stop watching. There's so, there's so much energy that that goes a long way. The team looks like one, um, there, you know, just like things that when you look at that video yourself, like you should feel like, holy crap, I can't take my eyes off our team. Our team is keeping, keeping it moving and keeping it dynamic. And like another thing, like Nandini said, like whenever they submit like a few minute audition tape video and like when we finish that, I, I'm saying like, I want to see the rest. I want to see like seven, eight minutes of it. Um, that, and then something like, I don't know, like a little different, whether that's in the mix or that's like formations or energy, something that like stands out. But mm-hmm. yeah, the biggest thing is that's like, we couldn't take our eyes off their video cleanliness those are like things that i think like every team understands like move cleanliness like don't don't slack on those either in in your attempt to keeping things creative don't slack on the basics i think that that's also like sometimes like swayed our decisions it was like okay so they tried to do this but they're missing out on some things that we we thought would just be a basic understanding or something that would look clean so can you can you expand upon that because this is a this is a this is a touchy topic right so expand upon it go deeper into what you what you're talking about right there. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm, now I'm scared, but um, okay. Like at the end of the day, I think, so there are obviously like, again, there's like some things that like everybody, the, the moves, like they just need to look clean. I, I don't know how else to put this, but like there are definitely times where you can pinpoint out certain people in the group that are like, oh, this person's just not with the group or this person's just not united and I think that that shouldn't happen like it should be consistency across the entire team at like an elevated level like I think that's one thing I noticed yeah and then also like I don't know like having like levels um but I I noticed what you're talking about but also just in terms of what you were saying before with when you try to like I don't know do something else and then other things are lacking so you try like a gimmicky type thing or trying to do something that stands out and your formation's just terrible or after that there's like no energy or um or the gimmick doesn't come across and we're just like what are you doing I don't know that's not like specific to this just like in general but uh right so like both Aisha and are on dance teams and we're not on hunger dance teams and we completely understand that but I guess like things that we've always been told to keep an eye on is like energy consistency throughout the whole piece or you know there, there are times where like people just dip off at the end or there are a few people who are just not keeping up with the rest of the team formations aren't hitting or somebody's just not getting to their place on time and it's super evident in the video and I think those are kind of the basic things that you don't want lacking and then if you add all these like gimmicks and like all, all the creative aspects that's when that stands out even more because you're like, all right, so they take they in like the something amazing and, and then they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Like we, <clears throat> we did a podcast like myself and how did a podcast on the creation of an audition tape and, and what, what our struggles have, have been and, you know, trying to talk about it. And a lot of what you guys talk, touched upon, it was in there. And then you guys have said some more that actually I really liked that, especially because you guys, um, you know, I watched, I don't know how many applications you guys got, but a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You watch a lot of videos yeah. and you have to pick eight. So uh, that's that's really, really good stuff. Give, give, give us all your favorite memory from the past couple bar on the Bergs. It can be hilarious. It yeah. can be like out of this world, <laughs> ridiculous. 
you know, embarrassed. Who specific team too? Yeah, uh, yeah who cares? Okay. Who cares? Just do so, it. Okay, wait, I can talk about like a lighter moment and then we'll get into the oh, more yeah, intense yeah, yeah. moment. Mine is not intense. Mine is like funny. The AG one. Yeah, but they were just making fun. It was funny. funny. Making a good oh, way. okay. I want to talk about the other thing oh, yeah, too. Okay, well, movie. I can just talk about, so uh, freshman year as a liaison um, for Spartan Bhangra. And uh, they, I think it was the first year they'd gotten into Berg and they just finished their tech time and we like brought them their sandwiches and they were standing like right on the steps uh, looking at uh, looking at soldiers and sailors and they like took a deep breath and they like literally inhaled and exhaled and they were like like look at this like we have been wanting to go here for you like I almost started crying and I was like I had known them for like like a like a hot second but I was like but yeah they were like look at this stage like we have fucking wanted to come here forever and now we're here like soak this in who cares if we don't win who cares if we place but like this is what it's about and I don't know as like a like a um, like a groupie that hadn't known them for that long that like really meant something and seeing their tech time for like basically random people like it felt like a lot and then okay, you can get your AG yeah, yeah. sometime I want to give them yeah yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> AG <laughs> honestly made my day because I was I've been at the uh, I've been at the venue for since 7 a.m. with Not a like lot of people would say that about AEG so no, you know no shout out to AEG because there's two things that I want to bring up with them one I've been at I've had like four or five hours of sleep and I've been at the venue since like 7 a.m. Yeah. consistently Saturday, right? Sa- Saturday and so- Friday I yeah. was there at 7 a.m. Awesome. so uh, and I sleep at like after midnight meeting which is at so like one two or three like I don't know like four yeah. four like 100% awesome. so like I'm running a very low amount of sleep and I'm an operations and logistics chair last year so my job is basically to run around and as other people on board have put it I look like a headless chicken but so and a lot of me is like moving teams from like during tech time, it's just like tech time is very tight. So we're running bus shifts and we're running all this. And my only like dream is to keep it going on schedule. And and so we move each team. And so I, I call out a, each team's name and I'm like, AG. And I've, I have a very raspy, like specific voice that when I scream, like it's like a bullhorn, but also like, but, like <laughs> but it's just like, I just go, AG, AG, like completely that... All I was saying was like, AG. I was like, they weren't doing anything wrong, but I just kept like screaming, AG, we're going to go move this way. Or like I was screaming instructions. And one guy, I don't remember who it was. He was like mocking my voice. He was just like, AG, AG. <laughs> and then he came up to me. He's like, we love your voice. <laughs> I remember I genuinely started laughing. And I think that was probably like, that was probably the only time I genuinely laughed that day. I remember them going, AG, and even actually other board members were there and they watched it, they were laughing because I'm also a very short person. I'm five foot and I've got all these- like 4'11". It's 100% five foot, I show. And there's all these giant people like going, AG, and I have to use my voice to like command this group but they were extremely friendly they 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 made my life a lot like easier like 100 percent. i'm giving them props because like i was screaming they listened to me that i had no issues i was just screaming their name they were just like laughing and they were being very friendly and even at the end they were very helpful and i think um oh yeah yeah they just they recognized me by my voice afterwards. Yeah. They were like, oh, it's the AEG girl. And I was like, oh, that's me. Like, see you at the after party. And you're like, oh, I didn't go, right? Oh, Just a testament to how tired I was. I did not go to the after party. I, I fell asleep this, at 11. This year, you will make it. You will make it. You will make it. I literally, yeah. Uh, and then, okay, mine is also AEG. I don't know why. This is just, like, so specific. They're just, like... 
They're, Wait, they're, 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 they're a hoot. They're, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just going to say this really quickly. And then, um, but basically, this, I think, actually killed me. So they just finished their tech time. And they were in, like, the room. And they were, like, icing and watching their tech time video, like, on the projector. And, uh, and I think it was, like, Howie was getting, like, really intense. Like, maybe someone had messed up. Like, whatever. I don't know. Um, and so they had this, like, this, like, stunt thing in their piece where they... A tied like a cord or like some kind of like slinky yeah a bungee cord um and two two people were back to back and like they had whatever it's like very precise movement if someone like stepped a little out of place then like they would fall or like lose their like stepping or whatever <laughs> so at one point it was like towards the end and I was like I was like in the back I think I cried of laughter um Howie or someone else oh no someone else one of the other captains was like if your ass cheek isn't touching the other man's ass cheek you fucking get closer there should be no space between your ass and I just cried I have never laughed like I have laughed. it was just so funny um was that was that Ankush? I am I probably I just I just remember I was like looking at the other co- the co-director last year like Roha and we were both just like just like silent of laughter yeah um, but also like more seriously like those like funny moments are really good but uh, like we talk about this a lot uh, when you're like a part of BIB and you see all the different like departments sections on our board that come together even if it's just like people helping for one day I think there's like a moment that's like specific. It falls. It yeah, falls it all falls to place. place. Yeah, I think that's the best memory for me. I yeah, think, is I didn't realize how much the board had my back until so I hadn't eaten all day either, and I didn't buy a samosa. Nothing. I was just like, I can't, I can't eat right now. And one one board member, I still remember, she like took the samosa, shoved it into my mouth, to yeah. like, take a bite, and I was like, Yeah, okay. And like they have your back like no other. And the best part is like you don't even realize like they, they're having your back until like afterwards because you, you only see the bad things. You only see, oh crap, this didn't go well, yeah. that didn't go well. But at the end of the day, somebody comes up, they're like, hey, like this part ran well. I was like, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. But yeah. but uh, they have your back and yeah. like, that's amazing. Like, it's just like a you see the different gears working yeah. and you put it all together and yeah. it really works. Yeah. And like even if you aren't part, like I was the liaison chair, I didn't like, I knew what PR was doing, but I didn't like actually see it. And then when I sold them, like saw them like, with like little kids running around with like the merchandise and I saw like ops running the schedules and like I just like everything comes together and you're not a part of these like specific departments but it just comes together and there's like a moment where you're like oh shit like I was a part of this for me like last year was like watching Spartan Bungra like t- their tech time last year I can't remember I think it was when Buckeye opened the show and I was like in the audience for like a hot second I got like 20 seconds of their performance and I just like felt it and it was just like oh, my yeah. heart was like so happy that's so cheesy I, but I, I just feel so there good there was like another I was so I didn't go inside I think I don't know what I was doing I just honestly I don't remember I think I yeah you blacked out yeah I 100% blacked out yeah. I don't remember everything but I do remember I think was that when you guys turned off the lights and you guys did oh the, the X yeah that, that was so cool all I could see I like <laughs> already sure there's that diamond little window yeah. <laughs> I like jumped up and I looked and I was like you're so excited <laughs> staff pulled through like Everyone people who aren't on board pulled through like yeah. operation staff PR staff and you see them all just door guarding guarding like a bunch of samosas just standing there like yeah. you're like Damn, like, we yeah. don't want to show. Yeah, it just, like, comes together. Like, the whole experience, you're, like, so grateful for the people that you get to work with. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, all those stories are hilarious. I think yeah. all the, anything AEG does is hilarious. <laughs> I, I can relate kind of to the Spartan story a bit, because when, yeah. when we competed at Berg for the first time, 
you know, I felt the same exact thing. I was yeah. like, damn, like, this is it. Because, you know, back in the day when when Berg was, was first starting, uh, you know, SGPD and Rutgers won, the, uh, got first, uh, Rutgers got first, SGPD got second. A lot of people watched those videos. There, yeah. you know, and then, you know, VCU won three years in a row. That that stage, the visual of that stage is ingrained in so many Bunger lovers' minds, right? Like, I remember... Uh, the uh, Harkirin from Bunge came and judged. Uh, uh, I want to say one or two times, a few times maybe. But I just remember that like she, all she wanted to do, she didn't care about anything else. She just wanted a picture on the stage. Yeah. Right. Oh and like she made it her her cover photo or profile picture on Facebook and stuff. Is like finally I'm on the stage and you know I would, I, I get that. Like you 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 think it like whatever you yeah. saw, it's genuine across the entire barn yeah. circuit. And and from me speaking, I, I guess on behalf of everybody in the Barnes Circuit, we are thankful that you guys are able to, you know, run the competition year in and year out and give everybody the opportunity to, to be on what I would call also a very, like, you know, an iconic stage that no one, there's no other stage like Burke, you know? Oh, we, we were really glad you love that stage because just to sign up, my cooperation's chair and I, we run our butts across the stage to tape up all the holes. Because yeah. yeah. we know that we, yeah. you guys love that stage, but those damn nails keep coming up anytime oh you guys bounce gosh. on it. But there's something that just like, we were running our butts across the stage. I still remember and we were like, this is the iconic stage that everybody loves. And I was it's like, so I, I was like, just like sitting there with some gaffer's tape, like going over everything. I was like, but then when you, when they dance on the stage, you're like, man, those tapes and the nails and the yeah. hammer that you got on the side. Like, yep. yeah, really glad you guys love it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of the Barner Podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, give us a rating on iTunes. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to any podcast. And talk to you guys soon.